Let's get this party started. Good welcome. Good welcome. Good welcome. Good welcome, Bo Chewy Podcast Show. I'm one of your hosts, Chuck, and to my actual right actual is Huey. And his actual right is Bob. Yep, that's right. It's real. We're it's, in a real room. We're in a room together. Yeah. Because we're allowed legally to do this. Correct. Now we are. Yeah. Now we are. I did wear a mask into the gas into station. the gas station to yeah. get your, yeah. To get booze. Booze. That's it, though. How's it going, Bob? Uh, It's going. It's Good. It's going. You two are social distanced, but I'm in between both of you. If you wanted to, you could scoot back. That <sighs> microphone gadget attachment Just allows you to do it, me. man. Don't get any farther away from me. <laughs> you already <laughs> were. <laughs> Welcome to the Chewy Podcast Show. Uh, this is a topic episode. It feels like about a million years since we've done one, like it's an actual been like one. Three months, yeah, dude. <laughs> well, I think we just talked mad shit about Star Wars. We casually avoided this. But not on purpose. Like, no. that's the weird part. No, not at all. Like, it, we it, had uh, social distance yeah. for a while. Well, we, I guess we didn't have to. We just well, thought we it respected it. We did respect it. Yes. Respect it. We did. I agree. Yeah. We stayed away. And now we don't have to, so we're not going to. There's three people here. It's not even a yep. party. Yep. No. We're allowed. But yeah, I put I my dick okay. in the mashed potatoes earlier, though. Yeah. And I got my cock ring on. Oh. That's good. That's good. Oh, yeah, all right. So we got a topic episode today. We're going to talk about hmm, albums. No, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, albums. Albums that influence that influence our musical, musical taste. Our musical taste. Yeah. So albums that set you down a path of your musical listing. This is probably listings. in our in our impressionable years. More than likely. More than likely. I, I, I'm not saying that uh, an album that I one of my choices would be when I was you know. 38 years well, old. Well, two of, two of my three are from 2015, so. <laughs> Figures. Yeah, for sure. I, Did I you even listen to them, bro? No, no. I just, they were cool covers, and they, they pretty much set me right down that path. I mean, that's what I'm know, all this about. Was, this was Bob's idea, and I thought, I thought it was really fun uh, can like I, brainstorming this. Since you're giving me the credit, can I say, in all fairness, I stole it from Facebook. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. I saw how they, like, oh, I was nominated by so-and-so to post 10 albums, one each day for 10 days that influenced me greatly. I'm like, that's stupid, but this would be fun. (laughs) Yeah, I don't do the Facebooks. Is it stupid because no one challenged you? No. I wouldn't have done it either way. I wouldn't have done it either. I would have found a picture of a middle finger and nominated that person back. What was the conversation (laughs) that me and you had about it? It was, like, something about... I challenged Bob to show me his top 10 dick pics on his phone. (laughs) 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 I don't think that was it. Yeah, but I said it couldn't have been pics of your dick. It had to be pics of other people's dicks. Oh, yeah, not my dick. I guess what was was fun fun about this was when you really think about it, you're you're trying to think, for me anyway, I was trying to think back to the albums I listened to when I was young. Yeah. But then I would land on this album, and I'd be like, oh, this is a perfect album. Then I'd be like, wait a second. The only reason I would like listen to this album was because of the, and I just kept going down that path until right. you know I hit bottom. And see, I, I I was thinking too, like, and I know our musical influences mainly come from our parents. Like, I think all yes. three of our parents, all all of our parents, listen. I think we we still do have a respect for a lot of uh, old rock and roll. Yeah, I, and or even even R and B or or blues or, or or like the Motown stuff. Yeah, like I think absolutely. we all have a little like we all listen a to lot that. Of, a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of a lot of that um, created 
what but we're going to talk about. Right, but and to me, like, I love that stuff, but that's not the path that I went at all. Like my, you know what I mean. I love it, but it's not the path yeah. I went, which is interesting. Like, you know what I mean. And we're going to find out. I don't know what your other your picks are. I only know mine are. So, right. uh, Huey, why don't you lead okay. off? Why don't you? I'll, why don't you I'll, talk I'll about? So I'm I'm going to go back in time. Uh, like go back in time. <laughs> Well, we're gonna get to that later. Um, so, like you said, our parents were a pretty big part of that. Uh, my father had this huge album collection when we were growing up, and he had this uh, like uh, super cool. Um, these speakers are like three and a half foot. You remember the speakers there in my yes. basement, right? And these things were like from the seventies. These Pioneer speakers. He actually traded a motorcycle for these things. That's funny. Yeah, and uh, he had this huge album collection, and. Uh, I remember being a kid sometime in like the early 90s, probably 10 years old, thumbing through these things, and uh, I started playing uh, a, night, uh, a Night at the Opera by Queen, and the only reason why I played that album was because my dad told me that's where the track from Wayne's World, that's, uh, where, that's where Bohemian Rhapsody was on. So, first time I heard that song. So I picked that album out. Right, put it on the record player, and I had the, the the big like I'm wearing now the headphones. But back in the day, remember it had the big giant plug-in oh, yeah. piece, right? The ones with the the cushion that would get yes. dried and shit and yes. fall out and crumble exactly. in your ear and shit. Exactly right. And I remember plugging that in and putting this album on, and uh, I just remember being blown away by this thing, not because specifically of Queen in itself, but because of Brian May, who who would be the guitarist, for Doctor. Brian May. Dr. Brian May, who, by the way, he had a heart attack like two weeks ago. No. Like, he's not doing very well. Yeah, he did. Sucks. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm sitting That's in a beanbag nice. chair, right, in my basement, Downer. listening to this stuff. Um, th- there's a lot of tracks on here that would be mainstream, right? Did you, uh, not to no, go ahead, please. Topic, no, go ahead. but did you have your cum rag next to you? I did. Okay. It was yeah. It was it was, it was a sock puppet. <laughs> Threw him off. It was. It was a, <laughs> I don't know what what that was. That was. Left field. It was it was a soccer puppet named Toby. Um, I, mm. I gave it to him good. So Did, shouldn't have been called Tubi. <laughs> Take it, Toby. <laughs> what? Why? Yeah, it was hot. So <laughs> <laughs> so Brian, We're back. I, I I I figured out that this dude could play the guitar, and it led me down. Um, it led me down exploring more stuff like zeppelin like i i think we're going to talk about some stuff later in rock and in the old rock and roll nope. but i don't know it led me down to zeppelin it, it led me down to um the stones and stuff like that because of this this gritty rock and roll that was started by brian may um or, or he, he actually pioneered this kind of layered so bohemian rhapsody would be the example you know how it's uh the layered um acapella and, the, sure. and then the uh like multi-track delay with the guitar that's exactly what what is this precursor to things like '80s hair bands and, and things like that. So, um, some it. of the some of the the big tracks on that was obviously Bohemian Rhapsody, which we all know and love. Mm-hmm. But it has so much more, like "In Love with My Car." It's got um, tracks like uh, "You're My Best Friend." Do you want to play uh, these? Yeah, no. Just do you have t- some? Tell, you me, have some? tell me which one to start. Go first, ahead, play, play one up. Go. So was, put put "In Love with waiting, My Car." I was. Uh, Waiting for uh, a cue. A cue. No, I'm sorry. It's I was, been a while. I was getting on a. No. I was getting on a rant. So listen close. Okay. Brian May is sitting there railing. 
Do you hear how how and you can you, it's going into kind of a this is like a very pre eighties metal rock. I can see that. Yeah. When did this album come out? This would have been seventy five. No shit. Yeah, so this Doesn't, is it it's got it's definitely got that seventies flair to mm-hmm. it. Sure. But it's by that I mean it's the guitar and everything is is kind of timeless. Like you know what I mean? Like it it works. It works now. Like you know as a, as a rock song, a yeah. song that you don't normally hear now, but it it works. So I want to I want to pay attention to uh this song oh, right this here song. in particular just because people don't appreciate the layers in this thing. Go Christian James hand for us here. Oh, should I? Should I? <laughs> Pay real close attention to the bass line. It's completely opposite of what's going on from the guitar and the drums. But it flows. It does, doesn't it? So it's one of those weird things where you, you, and I started thinking about all the music I've loved and all the music that I've listened to. And, and let's, let's just, like, my, my thing would have been, like, when I was in my teenage years, it would have been, like, Nine Inch Nails, Rage Against the Machine, um, the Beastie Boys, um, and, 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 and like the Offspring and, and bands like this. So how does this tie into that, right? Yeah. It all has to do, I think, when I think about it. And I, I, I actually listened to this album full when we started doing this. And when you listen to Brian May jam in the background, it is nothing but pure electric guitar rock and roll. And you can, you can hear in a lot of like Tom Morello, you can hear how he took some of those layered guitar tracks. And, and you can kind of see how it inspired him to make the music that he did. Right, and I think by listening to this album, I'm not sure if I ever, if I if 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 I ever would have developed the kind of taste for that kind of guitar rock that I love, the Smashing Pumpkins. Right, it's another example. Long drawn out chords, uh, very heavy eccentric on the high pitch note notes. That's all Queen, if you think about it. Right. Yeah. And so this album was very good at that. The one thing I'd like to draw attention to is is if you play that last track I gave you, Bob. Um, Everybody gives credit to Bohemian Rhapsody to be this unique, weird, uh, cool layered acapella song. This thing is is just, this is called the Prophet Song. And this thing was engineered by the same guys that like managed the Stones and Zeppelin and all these other dudes from the, of the era. And it starts out in this very slow melodramatic uh, storyline melody. And then, and then it gets into this just hard, hard rock in the same manner that Bohemian Rhapsody does, right? So you, you, you play this, you're picking up some melody, and Bob, if you want to just skip around a little bit, if it's easy for you to. Starts picking up. I don't know how easy it is to skip around. Sorry, I don't know what you're using over there. I'm just jamming. It's good. Toss a coin to your witcher. Yeah. <laughs> So if you get towards the end, they do it. They do they do an acapella, just like the uh, the mid oh, no. mid piece of um, Bohemian Rhapsody, and then it ends with just an all all out thrashing of rock and roll, and and those guys just going nuts. And it's and it's um, I, I highly suggest everybody grab the Prophet song and listen to it. If you think Bohemian Rhapsody is good, this is just as good, if not better, in my opinion. I do think it's good. I'll listen to that album then. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever listened to all of a Queen album. 
No, I've just got the greatest. See, that's hits. that's yeah, the other, that's, that's another good point about the, this particular album is this is when albums were made to be albums, and this thing I had, listened to a live album before. This thing, this thing is themed the entire way through it from the track names, like it's telling a small story, right? Um, and it, it's got it's got very specific sound, feel, and themes throughout the entire thing. And this is way before the the grab a song off of iTunes. Um, generation and you're sitting there reading the back of the linear the notes, notes and trying to figure it, trying to figure out what what this thing's all about. This is probably one of the earliest albums I listened to and got me into just rock. That's awesome. I will. I, I'm just a side note. There's still bands that do that. That's all I got to say. There's still bands that tell a story in their albums. No, no, no. I know. I know. We went. I just on. wanted to make sure we that you remember one time. I know we went. Because I had to go back. Time. I had to go back and listen to that episode to make yeah, sure I didn't yeah, infringe yeah. on this episode. Yeah, yeah. That still happens to this day. It's just you got to find them. But Ariana Grande doesn't care. I was just going to say. I was just going <laughs> to say Ariana Grande. Doesn't she shit. doesn't. But you know what? She doesn't have to care. Fuck. She's she's pretty good, I guess. Some people like her. I don't get it. Queen's great. That's awesome. I love so Queen. Qu- Queen pretty much took you, started you down that rabbit hole, huh? Yes. Digging heavy guitar riffs. Yeah, it was it was actually difficult for me to start on this one. I, I know we kind of we started out with a uh, like go oldest kind of deal. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, I, I wouldn't have a whole lot to say on this compared to what I'm going to get to later. Yeah. But when I think back to what really got me into music and what kept me coming back was this album. And I don't think you can, I mean, if you haven't listened to Queen, I mean, that should be enough to even hook me and Bob. This is the album Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And My Best Friend. That's yep. a good song, too. We've Did you ever that see that movie? Times. Yes. Remember how they made a big stink? The record company, Bruce, the record company made a big stink about this album? Yeah. Because they didn't get it? Yeah. But then they released it and they loved it. Everybody loved it. Yeah, I'm sure I'd like it. Yeah. I'm sure I'd like it. I didn't watch that movie just because I heard they just trashed all over the actual story. Well, it was a good movie, man. Yeah, it was pretty good. Music was, was they got. I watched it for the music. Oh, yeah. the music was the music, killer. The, the the Live Aid scene at the end of the movie is like spot on. Game for the original. It's great. Did uh, it's Did you great. watch the Elton John one? Yes, I have not. That's a musical. I like that one. It's on. That's Amazon. an actual. I like that one a lot. It's on Amazon Prime now. That's where I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed Bohemian Rhapsody better. I did. Uh, I I, I like Elton John one, but I like the Bohemian Rhapsody one yeah. better. I enjoy like I like Queen better than Elton John. No, not that Elton John's not good. I don't. But I like Queen more. I like Queen a lot. I don't like him them better than Elton John. Well, I mean, again, different topic. Yeah. <laughs> Elton John. Yeah. Big time. All right, that'll be Tune in our uh, next podcast. That'll be in our, uh, our game musicians of the podcast. Hey, whoa, whoa! There's nothing wrong with they, that. Whoa, they are. We can talk about whoa. that. How they awesome are. anybody is. They, no matter what they are. God, why are you guys quick to judge in this era? Whoa, my album that I'm going to start <laughs> with. You guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. My album that I'm going to start with is. Uh, one that I remember from childhood, fondly. Um, it was uh, an album that my parents owned, vinyl. What year are we in? This when came you, out. In when you listened to it. Oh, man. Early 80s. Okay, so we're in the 80s. You're, you're Little we're Bob. In the, we're in Little, little Bob, Bob, yeah. Okay. I would say seven or under. Oh, little Bob. wow, okay. So it was in like 87. So 87, 88. All right. And this is, uh, is, you know, this is a 70s album? This is an 80s. came out in 1983. Oh, 83, okay. And the song that 
I love the most. I'm just going to play it for you guys. Nice. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Man, I was just listening oh, to this the other day, dude. This brings back so many memories. Like, I haven't listened to this song in a long time. What What were you listening to this on? Was it a Was it a, a record or was it a cassette? Records. Was it a, re- a record? A vinyl. Nice. My, I've the liner notes were awesome. They had the pictures yes. of the car. Yes. The car. That's the car my dad had in Georgia. Same car. Just no different shit. color, yeah. Uh, we had, I've mentioned this before, my dad had that tape of music videos. And I used to watch it all the time. That's why I love Billy Ocean and I love... Yeah, you know what I mean. I love John yeah. Waite, and I like love all these songs because they were. I saw the music videos for them a million times because I used to watch all the time. That legs was one of them, and it was all about the car. What's the name of the album? And it was like Eliminator. A Eliminator. It was Easy Top. Okay. It was like a Pretty Woman kind of thing in the video. But uh, it's just got all rocking tracks. Yeah, dude, you're a kid, and you're listening Shark to this. Man? No, I can, this is giving all your giving loving. all your loving. Yeah. I can oh, see man. You're a kid. You're a kid. My dad played yes. this album all the time. You know, he had a major influence on my musical taste because I don't get me wrong. I'm not the biggest ZZ Top fan, but they got some good songs. Yeah, but this album is rock. I can man. see what you're saying, though. And I guess the point I was trying to articulate with Queen and I was just failing miserably to do it since, you know, I was first is that this music here. Think about it. This this will have an impression on a kid. Oh, man, it's catchy. It, it's catchy. You can move to it. Right, you can sing along to it, it was very popular easily. At the time. Very easily singing along to this once you learn the lyrics. It still holds up. To holds this day. up. Yeah, this this is something that leads you down other shit. Man. Who wouldn't yeah. go see a ZZ Top in concert? I would go. Chuck just raised his hand. Well, yeah, Chuck doesn't go due anywhere to, due to COVID nineteen. My hands are firmly planted on the table. I thought about it for a second, but after they played the six songs, I know I wouldn't be able to go any farther. Yeah, that's a vodka soda. This is I, delicious. I would love to try that. Please. I will try it in this separate glass. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Because it's COVID. Yeah. And the most popular song probably on this album. Yeah, dude. And it's one of the most badass songs made. Agreed. It's in Guitar Hero. It's a, it's a theme song for Duck Dynasty. And it is. Think about this. Do you remember how cool it was when you were like watching Back in the Future 2? And they were they were playing in the background. Yeah, back to cool. Future three and Back to Three. They were in Back to Future two. No. I don't remember two. They were in three though. They were definitely in three, but they were playing like when they were up to going up to Biff's Tannen. It was easy top playing. Biff's, well, like on the Biff's TV tower. or something. Biff's Tower. I have to look there for that next time. I'm not gonna. This is a good song. This is a good song. Over. I like cheap sunglasses. Is that on this album? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I, I used to like cheap so. sunglasses, and there was a radio station locally that played that song, I think, about every hour on the hour. So would you put this – so let's let's think back to – because I'm kind of on the same wavelength you are right now with this whole vinyl thing, because what I remember doing was lifting the needle and finding the exact spot where it was a bitch, the tracks but that man, I liked. Do it. Right? Is that what you were doing with this thing? You would lift the needle up and go find the no. track, or you just listen to the whole thing? I could listen to I could probably sing that album all the way through if I just listened to it. I was the it. same way with Queen. I, I listened to, to, listen to that shit all start. the time. We, yeah. did a, we did an episode like that called Albums All the Way all Through. The way. Yeah. Don't skip this one. I know. Go, look, go back and listen to that one. That's a good album all the way through, too, but I'm just... That was a plug for a former show. Yeah. I wasn't calling you out. He was plugging. Oh, no, that's cool. Plugging. Butt plugging. So, yeah, ZZ Top Eliminator. It's... Probably one of the most popular albums of the early '80s. <laughs> there you go. I'm just saying. I, you know what? I, I actually was just listening to something the other day. I was wa- actually watching something. They were talking about how ZZ Top sucks, and they're like, "What about Eliminator?" And they're like, "Yeah, Eliminator's good." 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I'm not. That's not made up. I was. I was watching something. They're like ZZ Top sucks. They're like, what about Eliminator? Yeah, that's good. Never mind. Eliminator's good. Eliminator's great, man. I can so. still remember the. Uh, like I said, like the inside of the album, the liner yep. notes that the cover, you know, with that car and all the specifics and the tracks and the lyrics and stuff. Yep. It's dope. I would agree. That's that's a really good pick. Hell and yeah. You did a way better job articulating than, than I did. I don't know what that means, but Chuck. I was, I was a train wreck. Is it my turn? It's your turn. I don't like ever saying it's my turn, but it is my turn. Um, I, I've i always kind of tried to be a tastemaker kind of person, like someone who kind of finds things that are maybe about to be popular. Maybe they never become popular. I like liking things that are off the beaten path, and I always have. It's one of my favorite bands. Uh, I can't think of a band like... Let me start back at the beginning. I had a friend who was in my neighborhood back when the internet was just starting. Like, people were just starting to go on and go into chat rooms. 2012. Um, <laughs> no, 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 not 2012. <laughs> this had to be, this was in like, mm, the album came out in 1984. I probably heard it maybe a little bit later. Ooh, 84. 90, wow. 94. Oh, 94. Uh, maybe I heard it a little bit later. I did remember seeing the music, a music video for it, though, before I heard the album. So it couldn't have been that much farther away. Um, he was in a chat room. And, so, you know, when chat rooms used to be big, you go into those and just mess around. And oh, someone said to I remember find I to find the refreshments, Fizzy Fuzzy. Big and buzzy, and you'd be like the coolest guy in the world. So he went out and bought the album, and we started playing the album. I'm like, I know this song, and that's the first song I want you to play for me, Bob. And see, I heard this song, and then I'm like, I know this fucking video. I know where I heard it first. I've heard Banditos before. Uh huh. This song catches me. I don't know what it is about the refreshments, man, that has always just tickled me. Like, their lyrics, their music, it's kind of this Southwest kind of... Yep, it is. It's this Southwest-influenced almost country, but rock and roll at the same time with a really kind of witty lyrical back yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. Just... It's so fucking they, they good. Don't, they deserve to be way bigger than what they are. And they were never really big. Nope, they were not. And this is, of course, the I chorus. You've, this song. you've probably heard this song. Yep. Everybody's heard this song. I know this song now. Like, and this song was really close, I think, for them to hit it. But they never hit it. No. They never became they, big. They, they would have been considered a wonder on this. A one-hit wonder. But yeah. really, this album... Like, I remember for the first time, I mean, this is back in, I mean, say it was in 1984 when I heard the album, because I remember when their second album came out, it was just a few years later, and I was, I knew that came out. Like, I, I went and got it. And uh, they only had two albums. So it was, I remember asking my mom, like, for Christmas, because I didn't have a job yet, like, or anything. I was that young. I mean, 94, what does that make me? Fourteen. Uh, I think we were freshmen. Thirteen. Thirteen. Were freshmen so eight, I'm eighth grade, Twelve. probably, maybe. Yeah. I mean, asking them for it, and I remember my mom telling me, like, I asked your older cousin 
and her boyfriend who's in a band, like who's all into music and all everything else and who the refreshments were and nobody knows who this band is. What kind of douche band was but, this guy in? No, I love I oh, love okay, him. He's a good dude. Good dude. <laughs> good dude. But it's the refreshments. Well, I thought you were gonna say no, but kinda... no no, but the refreshments never hit big. They were never big. But at the same time, it's like it leads to that whole to me it it's led me down. I've always come back to those albums because I think they're so clever and I think they're so much fun and I like the way he he sings and I like the lyrics that he, that you know Roger Klein it, wrote. It pulls in multiple, like you like you started off earlier. You were saying that you, you have some like south, Southwest. It's got Southwest roots. Rock I think, I'm roots pretty sure they're from it. like it's got some Arizona. rock and roll to it. It's got a little twinge of of like lyrical uh, punk uh, in some of the some of the music. I've listened to more of it, but. Hit me with another one. They go. just have, they almost have, I always said, other than like Johnny Cash and a few other things, this is as country as I get. Like, and they're really not that country. They're not. But they. What about that Ween country album? That was very good. Country Mike? Country Mike. I'm, country, I'm country Mike. <laughs> but anyway, but with the refreshments, I mean, I think it's always, like even at an early age, it sent me down like having something like this that i knew was good like in my heart i knew it was good and i know i love it and i think anybody who sat there and listened to it could say that it was good it doesn't like, have to be popular for you to like no, it no. oh for sure for and especially for me like i don't need the it. band would care less about if they got popular but as long as you liked it right boom and i feel like even listening to this and i'll just just turn it up for just a second There's nothing complicated here. There's, I mean, simple. Really, it hangs on the lyrics. Of you think it's country? No, it but I know get, what he's saying. It it's like closest to country. It's like it's like Arizona rock type it, deal. It, I, okay. don't, I don't even know if it's Arizona. They're from. Here's the thing. Like, even even our I buddy Ben, up, our buddy Ben gave me a a DVD. They have a, they have a documentary called uh, Here's to Life. And he gave it to me, and I actually just come across it the about other day. About the refreshments? Yeah. Okay. It's about the refreshments, and there are two albums. Like, it, I came across it the other day, and I'm like, I should pop this in, especially when we're getting ready to do this episode. And I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to, because I don't want to look up more on the refreshments. I don't want to know why they broke up. I know Roger Klein, the lead singer, has another band. I sat in my basement a couple weeks ago, and I played two of his albums. called called Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. Yeah. He's got yeah. like seven albums. Yeah, this he's band. got a lot. Yeah. And, and they're not bad. They're not this. They're just not. And, I mean, it's still clever. It's still, you know, fun. There was a few songs, but it's not this. And I feel like this kind of made me look for that off-the-beaten-path, clever lyric rock and roll like that's really what it is i mean it's and like now when we talk about like bands like papa roach and all this other shit that we were kind of that we were all kind of into at the time just because it sounded good but now you look back at it you're just embarrassed you're oh, like sure. oh my god like because, Limp Bizkit, Limp yeah Bizkit. because lyrically <laughs> sure lyri- maybe god, maybe musically yeah. maybe people in that band are good but lyrically they were so weak yeah. and they were so bad but then i go back and listen to this where it holds up so much just basically, just just lyrically, because it's nothing complicated going think, on here. Do you think they're a product? So I, I think what I was trying to articulate too was that they they were experimental for the time frame they're in. They, they, they don't. Nobody had this sound at that time. I think in '94 everyone was looking for a sound. This is close to grunge. So and I think this sound was kind of being phased 
the sound wasn't what was popular. For sure. And, and I don't think they ever hit it. Do you big. think they would have hit it if it was a, if the same music came out at a different time? I think it'd be popular now if it came out, but it's not. It, like I said, it's right. not. It's not going. I mean, that's hindsight. To me, I don't understand. Like I, I, I don't you know, know who I hear. I hear the Killers in, in it. I hear uh, the Killers have more of an electric sound. To electric, it, but but, it, but the vocals still, for sure. This is uh, Blue Collar Suicide. I don't even first, know what you classify yeah, them it. as. This is a first track on the album, man. This this album starts off with a bang. I mean, it, it hooks it, you. Oh my gosh, gotta hook you. And I gotta. I mean, it, it just does. And I I feel like the refreshments are so close to me. Even the other day, so my 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 parents stopped by my house, and I'm out back on my deck, and I'm sitting there. I know, humble brag. I'm sitting there with my Bluetooth speaker out, and my dad's listening to the music. And he's like, "What is this?" I go, "It's the refreshments." I mean, I was listening to him then. Like, I wasn't listening to him because we were doing the show. I was listening to him just because I wanted to listen to him because I had just done that. I just listened to Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, a bunch of it. I'm like, I want to hear the refreshments. And he's like, this is this is pretty this is pretty good. I go, yeah, they only had two albums. He's like, these guys. He's like, when did this come out? I go, I don't know, early 90s. He's like, are you serious? Like, this is super like my dad who's big into 70s rock and roll you know what i mean yeah like, doesn't really dig like a lot of new stuff he'll, he'll find a niche he'll find a song here every once in a while that he, he digs but he's just like you gonna give me the whole history of this band or what and i was like i can't give it to you because i almost don't want i don't want to ruin that mystique for me i don't want to know what happened what went wrong it's almost cooler that i i've kept them like close to my to my played it close to the vest and i've haven't they have never really came out it's like i've got this little thing this little diamond that nobody else knows about that is like basically propelled me in music like listening to music i li- i look for music like this yes yeah, like, so that's what i was gonna ask you is is not to try to put you on the spot but but what what did this i feel like they have such a unique sound what did this lead you to I mean, Is this, did this get you down to punk? What's punk funny world? is that no, no, absolutely not. The next album I'm going to talk about, it led me to that. And that's what's funny, too, is because between those two albums, the next one I'll talk about here in a little bit, it, it's it, it, it built the, that foundation. And then the la- my last album built that last foundation. Like of, of the three things yeah. that like I think about when I'm when I'm listening to music, what I'm looking for. But if you can look at anything that I ever, I, I've ever thought that was clever. Uh, Jake Bug would be somebody that okay, way that's, later. That's a good, that's way a really later, good comparison too. Who's very good lyrically, who's that's very really good, young. Yeah. And, but he's not doing anything in particularly, I mean, stellar musically. He's not Brian May. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not that kind of thing. It's not, he's not ZZ Top. They're not playing, he's not playing music like that. Uh, it's, I see. I you know, see. I'm making the connection with you. So even even when we look at something like Twenty One Pilots, which I hung on to a couple like a year or two ago, or a year ago, where musically they do a lot of neat things, but lyrically they are solid. Yeah, they are. And that's that's so the I can first see. Where, I, I, I can see. I can see this. I can see that comparison now because you started out the uh, you started out introducing this as you're looking for that not in your face. Right. popular different sound sound right that right. of the time and this is what you landed into and to this day 
to this day, you're still looking for that kind right. of. Right, uh, I still do. Yeah, you're you're still looking for that. So yeah. I, I can I can see that comparison and, and for sure. Like folk music, like like a band of skulls, which yeah. band of skulls sounds completely different than this. Uh, uh, the milk carton kids sound, com- uh, but lyrically they're solid like that, and that's what I look for. Is if you can make the music work and you can do something simple, but I think the refreshments have taught, uh, like led me down this path where lyrically if you are strong you can pretty much do anything like you just you, can. all you need is some simple background yeah. and i'm simple not background. that's not to say that like someone like andrew wk who's lyrically he's fucking garbage but musically he's <laughs> fun as hell but you know what uh, i mean like he's the party yeah, boy but yeah well but i i love him because that's what he does but <laughs> i'm well, that's what i'm saying it's like there's different things but i heard andrew wk way later you know what i mean that's that didn't influence me i just like oh. him Oh, he influenced me to this day. <laughs> it influenced me to punch myself in the <laughs> nose and then get the picture of me to, uh, in front of my album. What a dark. Yeah, I love it. Hey, host I, of the I, show. I, I just wish Network. I wish the refreshments were I don't know, bigger than bigger than what they were. Bigger than curly fries. Most people would know him from King of the Hill. Uh yeah, they did the theme song to King of the Hill, which uh, piss actually pisses me off. Wow. Because they did the theme song from King of the Hill on Bottle of Fresh Horses, their second album. That song is on there, but only the first like five chords. The boom, mm. bam, or down, yeah, boom, yeah. boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it goes, and then in the in King of the Hill, it plays that, and then it goes, dun, 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 dun. yeah. Okay, so the other day I'm just like streaming. I didn't download the album. I was just streaming refreshments on my phone, and I heard the doom, down, down, down. I'm cool. I'm like cool. That's kind of funny. It's playing King of the Hill. You know, it's playing horses. It's called horses on, right. on Bottle Fresh Horses. No, nah, they're playing the King of the Hill theme, and it went oh. right into it. I'm like. This isn't really off the album. This is right. they that's, they did do that the song. Yeah. They did do that song, but it's yeah, it's yeah. on the album. That's I mean that show didn't exist when that album came tomato, out. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, and, and it's, yeah. it that it shouldn't really piss me off. But again, it goes back to like, oh, I'm against the grain, and I'm so much cooler than everybody else because I loved the refreshments before <laughs> you did, you know, and I I loved them before they were on King of the Hill. Like, you're no, so cool, Chuck. I know I'm fucking terrible. Touch me. I'm a, <laughs> I can't. Uh, my wife told me not to do that anymore. Anyway, any refreshments. Fizzy Fuzzy, Big yeah. and Buzzy. It's a great album. Bottle Fresh Horse is a great album too, and it's it's different than the other one. Fair enough. It, it, they're very cool. I All wish right. I could talk about both of them, but I can only talk about one. I love it. Huey, you're up. Here, here, here's where I'm going to go with. Uh, this sounds cliche as hell, just because American Psycho talked about it. Okay, and this is I discovered this way before Queen was in '75. I discovered that when I was in my teens. I discovered this when I was six years old, man. And how can you not love Huey Lewis and the News Sports, 1984? Because this track opens you right up, baby. Yes. Yes. It brings me back to the 80s, man. So check this out. So Real fast, now that you mentioned American Psycho, do you realize in the movie American Psycho, when he talks about these these things like Huey Lewis and the News or whatever, there was several chapters that were like, 20 to 25 pages long. Yeah, oh yeah. That would oh, just yeah. talk about Huey Lewis, yeah. Huey Lewis yeah, yeah, yeah. news or Whitney Houston yep. or anything else. Like I'm glad you brought that up cuz that book is nuts. I love it. Sorry. No, you're fine. I was I Go was ahead, a, Huey. I was I was a little guy. A little guy and we had this freaking thing. Uh we had this album on a cassette tape and my dad handed it to me and I used to freaking jam on this thing front to back all the way. I would. I, we had the little automatic. Uh, it would flip the side. Yeah, flip, flip side thing. 
and I would just let it go, man, because you had harder rock and roll, which just is a hard rock, awesome song. Didn't your sister make out with Huey Lewis? She did. She did. So she went to a Huey Lewis concert. Oh, God. It was probably 15 years ago. Oh, this is real? Yeah, yeah this is real, dude. And she, uh, Brittany. You know, you, know, you know what her, her intro was? You know what her intro was? My last name's Huey. And and and, and he goes. <laughs> now we give it out her full name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could, you could <laughs> well, believe, not, you could believe got, it or whatever. Well, she got married. Yeah, well, yeah. And, and, uh, and, and uh, he goes, cool, baby. Let's make out. <laughs> that was. He did not. He kissed her on the cheek. Yeah, he kissed her on the cheek. That was all it was. So this this thing. Go ahead. Keep playing. Cool, man. G- give, cool me, give me baby. another one. Give me another one. Let's make out. So you got you got everything. You got rock and roll. You got a little a little funk. Pop. Right? Yep. Yeah. For sure. Pop. Like a pop. For sure. And if you're a little kid, it's catchy. Catchy. It jams. You can sing along to it. You can understand everything Huey is saying. He just sounds cool as hell. He 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 enunciates well. He's got a great voice. <laughs> it's not it's not like he's gonna carry. He's not gonna blow you away vocally. It's just no. that he's got a good voice. No. Have you guys speaking yeah. of Huey Lewis in the yeah, news? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you guys did you hear that Pineapple Express song off the move from the movie? Yes. Yes. He specifically, got yes. Huey Lewis in the news to yes. make create that song. It's just too loud. And, and, and it's, it's just too, song. And it's just too and, loud. And another Back to the Future reference, right? He, he was in the first Back to the Future movie. Yeah, he, he was. says it's just too loud. And, yeah, that, yeah, exactly. That was my joke. Well, we did the ZZ Top thing earlier. Yeah, yeah. So that's back, was, back yep. to the Future. Yep. So nice fade out. <laughs> yeah. Well, wow. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting used to this new iPad. <laughs> it's not. It's it's cool. But it also it it, it also gives you. Uh, oh God, this is another great. Picture. Hey, is this the Weird Al one? No, sorry. Is this Ghostbusters? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a whole different. That's a whole different can of worms. Yeah. Unfortunately, did you know that uh, Huey Lewis uh, suffers from this? Um, I don't know if it's like a brain tumor or something, but it, it causes it causes him to completely lose his ability to like have an equilibrium. He falls down, and he can't understand music. Like he can't interpret it, so like he gave his last show a couple years ago. He's like shine. <laughs> I've never seen that and movie. He, and he had to give up. He had to give up concerts and music and everything because he has this thing. Oh yeah, he, yeah, he jams. Sorry, he jams. This is, so, this is really good. But unfortunately, un- unfortunately, he had to give up music a couple years this ago. This is another one of those '80s albums that I could listen to. I did listen all to the, all the to way, back, front dude. to back, front to back, front to back. Way. Like I said, I, I had this thing on repeat as much as I could. My, I think jammed uh, it. Either we had it on vinyl or cassette. We had it on cassette. I remember the cassette because I remember opening the cassette and unfurling into a big long page like all the all the Huey Lewis information mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And we would have this blaring every day for a long time. Oh. Come on. Nice and slow song. Romance. Romance. Easy it's got listening. everything. It's got everything. It's got, it does have everything. But, like, I go back to this my... This is ri- it, man. Yeah, nice. Thank you. I go back to my original, what I was trying to say earlier with Queen. Like, you have some really just good guitar background. You have You have a pop sound to it. It led it, it, this. This leads you. The, come on, this album influenced everybody that ever made music. You know what I mean? I had never heard anything other than this album and Back to the Future stuff. To be honest with you, from Huey. Yes. I'll be. Uh, I agree. And the Pineapple Express song. Yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. Everything, and it was super cool that 
Huey Lewis. Like I could tell, you could tell as soon as you hear that song, like or any Huey Lewis song, because of his voice. As right. soon as it comes in, you're like, "This is Huey Lewis." You know it. But mo- his like popular songs kind of sounds really kind of sound the same. They, they have a feel to them. They, they do feel. have a feel. They have a Huey feel. Lewis yeah. news feel. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Hold on. Little doo wop. I love that. But yeah, I, Huey, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely say, for, I mean. Your sensibilities, even to this day, me and you do a thing every Friday where we send each other a song yeah. to get the day started. Yep. It sounds really we've stupid. Been doing this for like eight we've years. yeah, we've been doing it for a long ass time. We do it every Friday, and usually you send me some kind of '80s sounding song, and usually I know it. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes it throws me off. But when I hear a song that doesn't that I know you've never heard. And it, it's got like an 80s sound to yeah. it, or it's from the 80s, and yeah. it's just a gem. Like when I sent you The King of Rock and Roll yeah. by Prefab, Prefab Sprout. Yep. That song is awesome. I'd never heard it before. I heard it in a show, and I'm like, this song is so 80s. It, it could be brand new for all I know, but it turns out it was from the 80s. It was, yeah. And it was, it, it was so you, and it had such a fun kind of lighthearted, but really good sound to it, and it's like, there you go. There's Huey Lewis, who's got a great sound to him, always lighthearted, like, but still just like just a strong, fun 80s, song. His 80s it's, pop got me into 80s pop. Yeah, and you, you are, know what I mean? but that's still your musical sensibilities. You love that 80s oh, pop. Oh, I love it. And it's, I mean, I, honestly, if you there's songs out there now that that emulate that kind For of sure. sound. I my my wife played a song today by the weekend, and he's got a new song out, and it is. It is straight up. If you heard it, you lose your mind. It's it's great. It sounds like an '80s song, and you would totally to dig it. it. I don't know what the name of it is. Great though. I didn't know the weekend was a real thing. It is. We're in it. He he's in it. We're there. Anyway, yeah. Huey. But no, Huey Lewis in the news sports. Wait, Huey, that Huey. was awesome. Huey. No, Huey. I can see the influence. Is what I'm saying. Thank you. Appreciate that. For sure. I knew this had to be coming. Yeah, it had to be I knew coming. This was coming. I remember listening to this for the first time at my cousin's house. This was came out in 1991. Yep. So this was when I was in grade school still, and uh, it was we were, we were playing basketball, riding bikes around their driveway all night. I love Megadeth. And just playing this <laughs> album, playing this album back to back, over and repeat, you know, Damn. jamming out. And this was like you guys I, were hardcore as fuck. We were hardcore as fuck. It's an idol. Speaking of that, side note, um, the Offspring Smash when that came out, yeah. there's that one song where he screams stupid dumb shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. We would like rock that yeah, and then yeah. turn it real down so our parents wouldn't hear it and yeah. then turn it back. <laughs> That's how hardcore we were. <laughs> but come on, Dumbs. everybody knows this is like Enter Sandman is their most easiest song for anybody it's, to listen it's, to it's by one, Metallica. It's one of the more recognizable riffs. It was the first time I, was, I noticed Metallica was a song. Yeah. Yeah, I love it, and it stuck with the, me ever actually, since. Actually, the first time I noticed Metallica was probably one. And see, I saw one later. I saw one later as well, and it's not because it wasn't good; it's just because I wasn't. No, yeah, into yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. Me for sure. I was into like classic rock and shit. Yeah. yeah, you know. But then I heard this, and I'm like, yep. "What is this? What is this?" And then they got some slow songs. They do, but this album has the best slow songs. What year is this? 1991. 91. Okay, all right. This is like. I think uh And so you're discovering this as a shit, you were eleven. Yeah. 
was my, ten. My ten. sister, yeah, ten years old. Yeah, ten, eleven. Yeah. My sister was five years older than me. Had the entire album, the cassette. Oh yeah, and she had, she had the cassette? black album. We had it on cassette. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. I mean, she who made, doesn't know the black album? She made me a tape. It's not what it's called. It's Metallica, Metallica, but it's known as the black album because the cover's black. Because the cover's black. I had I it. had a black Magnavox tape. Or maybe it was clear that somebody made a copy of this for me. This is Nothing Else Matters, by the way. The last one was Enter Sandman, if you didn't know. I mean, everybody knows about it. That's why I'm not going to talk a whole bunch about it. You don't think, need to. I think I talked but, about but it before. The, but this would this would have, I, I would agree, for you personally, like just knowing who you are. This, this is my favorite. You. This, would, this would shape who This is my favorite Metallica at. album. People this. can laugh or cry and whine about, oh, Metallica sold out after uh, their third album. Metallica sold out. This is the most commercial. This is garbage. Blah blah blah. Well, like 110 million albums sold. Fuck you. Here's the <laughs> you can thing. say whatever yeah, you want. Whatever. Here's you know? the thing too. You have to remember. I don't care about any of that bullshit. If it's still your favorite band, it doesn't matter if they if you like their first three albums and their next five albums suck. Those first three albums, if they still do it for you, doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter what they did because bands change, things change, people change. But that f- those first three albums that you love that relate to you and Bob, let me tell you, the Black album. When I think of like when I immediately when we start doing this episode, I'm like, if he doesn't have the Black album on there, I'm leaving. I'm quitting. <laughs> I'm qu- I'm quitting the show, like because that is your that is this is your album. Yeah, this is yeah, what I, I think of. I and I was I didn't know you then, but this is what I think of for you. Oh, I can still jam out. There's like so many more songs that. I mean, this whole album from front yeah, to back. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if I talked about this or not all the way through albums. I might have. I might have. You didn't talk about this in all the way through. Oh, no? No, I just I listened to I should go back it. and listen to I it. I just listened to that episode. You did? You didn't. Oh, we you didn't should, talk about it. If you haven't listened to it, you should download it then. Yeah, there you go. Damn. Don't, <laughs> that's a good one. Skip, don't skip this You're album. Good that's this. twice for that one. You're good at this. Um, a lot of people don't like this Metallica because it's slower than their older stuff. But it's still rock, man. Over time, man, bands change. Bands change. Look at Pearl Jam. They do not sound like alive they're, from their first. Their their latest stuff is great, now. and they do not it sound is. anything near. There's a band that's now. lyrically gotten more sound than they were before. I'm dead serious. Yeah. You look. I mean, Ten was a good album, and you look now like if they don't rely on that grunge sound as much anymore. They rely on lyrically. Lyrically, they're they're yeah, they strong. Yeah. Like there you go. But when it comes to Metallica, like you want those guitar riffs, man. This song, Unforgiven, yeah, was so popular and so awesome. Everybody loved this song, and that they made a second three. They okay. They I've made never, three. I've never, I've, never heard, I've never heard Unforgiven three. They're all good, for but good this reason. One's the best. But this one, this one's and the Unforgiven best. two was okay. I know, like. I don't know. I don't understand what the criticism is. Really, I don't. When you listen to their first three and even their fourth album, that uh, and Justice for All is so sounds solely different but, than but this. But how how can you criticize this? But this is just in Guns and Roses gets praised for ballads and they Guns? do hard shit. I know. I don't get that. Why does Metallica get shit? Well, I, uh, Guns and Roses hasn't put out the nearly amount of hits that the Metallica has. Not in no. a million years. Not in a million years. Never. But yeah, the Metallica, Metallica is, if you haven't listened to it, where have you been living for the past 25 years? Agreed. It's a great album. Um, listen to it. For anybody. For I anybody. Mean, I, you don't have to be a metalhead to no. dig this album. Not at all. No. no way. I mean, I, I could also play Sad But True. That's another one of my favorite songs, too. But 
Can I? Can I? There's ask, so many other. Don't try to. I, I don't know if you can brainstorm this right right on the spot. I don't know. My friend of misery. I'd, I'd like to ask you though. So if you, if if you you listen to this song and if you can bring little Bob back to that era, what else would you have picked up on because of this? Oh shit! What albums? Yeah, Megadeth. I was just going to ask if Countdown to Extinction. See, I was, yeah, was going to say that thing because I, I remember I remember hearing this album and it. I, I, I don't remember the context or how, but I remember for some reason Megadeth being right next to this in my like think back to my little pocket memories. Well, of right music. in the record store, they're right next to each other too. True. I mean, True. but at the same time, it's like WCW and, and WWE. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like you had Megadeth with Dave Mustaine and you yeah. had Metallica. Yeah. Like those are the two heavy metal. Like they were kind of pioneers. And Megadeth. I'm sorry, I love a lot of Megadeth songs. They're not as they weren't as good as Metallica. No, but then once you found out Dave Mustaine was was in Metallica, was in Metallica but got kicked out because yeah, yeah. he was too much of a drunk. Yeah, it, it, you it's but, crazy. But there's a lot of like I love Synth- Symphony of Destruction. Like you know, I mean that song. Oh, that song's, that song's awesome, so good. Man, it is. And they, they have a bunch of good songs. But then like I have a song like on one of my playlists like Crush 'Em by Megadeth. Yeah. I have it on there because it's hilarious. To it's me. not a bad song. It's it is not, but it's not good. It, it's not it's one of no, those. I, Symphony it, of Destruction. I'll yeah. tell you that. But I, I guess the point. Not I many songs to, are, no, man. But it's no, and it's not Unforgiven, and it's not Sad but True, this and is, it's not Enter Sandman, which is like iconic Metallica's Enter Sandman. That's what I mean. Like to your point, Even the, the point the I one. guess I was trying to make was that this this album is one of those albums that that leads into a lot of different shit, a lot because a lot of sound was influenced by this album, man. A lot of sound. Well, Metallica. This was their fifth album. I think their fifth studio album. Yeah, at the time, and like this was, uh, I think Injustice came out in eighty seven or eighty eight. Eighty eight, I think. And this came out in ninety one, so that's three years apart, which is pretty quick for Metallica because then the next one didn't come out till ninety four, ninety ninety five, ninety six. Well, and you don't. Yeah, Load I, came out years I'm later. Really sorry, but the video for one seemed like it came out well after the uh, the Black album came out. No, it was the one. Video, the video the, for one. one one that video is fucking video creepy. Is it's awesome. actually yeah. I was I was jamming to one today when one's I got home cool. from work, and I was thinking about the video too and how creepy it is because it's taken from an old movie. They bought the rights to that movie to to make that video. And didn't when they? you put yeah, when you put that song yeah to that video, it's creepy. Yeah, I thought they yeah, that's it's messed up, man. It's a good video though. It is a good video. I remember seeing it. And I'm not dogging on anything of Metallica's first three or their Injustice no. for All, you know, because each three. The first three had a different basis and a different sound. It was a young band. I'm going to give you. And then Injustice, it was a new guy, but they didn't want to let him play. So they just did their own thing and wrote music for him. What I talk about later, I'll have the same argument. And then the fifth one, they did the same thing, but he kind of got his way a little bit. And I, I mean. And then Newstead left after fucking Reload. Yeah. And you you went from classic, some so, so some ZZ Top, and you moved to Metallica. Which I feel like, this is going to sound crazy, but no, I feel it, like is an actual transition no, that's a from that classic man. rock to yeah, the sure. next generation. What will become classic yeah. rock? Because well, at the in the past, like, and at the time, people are like, "Oh, it's just people banging their head with long hair, and they're just scream." They they weren't screamy. Metallica never was screamy. He no. was a growl. It was a growl. He had to change up the way he sang from his first three albums because of his. He would have lost his voice by now. It, they, he would he wouldn't have a voice left. 
the way he sung. So like Aerosmith, he like had to change. Steven Tyler's completely doesn't sound anything close. And to what And with he the did. Black album was the first time they brought Bob Rock, which is their like longtime producer. He's not doing producing their albums anymore, but he was. And this was the first time they brought him on. He was like Bob Rock did like uh, Motley Crue and all those other kind of things. Mm-hmm. So right. he was like the over. Hair so this album was kind of like I don't want to say overproduced, but like uber produced. You know what I mean? But it's fucking fantastic, man. It's still. <laughs> It's not like they're putting fucking electronic tracks behind bullshit. You know what I mean? They're it still just sounds like a band playing. You know what I mean? And that's I I, I think this is I know Metallica is is will always be popular. It seems like they'll they'll never go away no matter what they do. But I feel like this is the album that set them off. This is it. And this is like when I hear this album, I I think of you. Like I think of you, Bob. Like honest to God, thanks. No, you you did absolutely nothing other than play the shit out of this album. You had no creative input. You had nothing else. But when I hear it, I think of you. Um, if you want to watch something cool about this album, it's on YouTube. I saw it's called Year and a Half in the Life of Metallica. It's like a DVD, video VHS you could have bought back in the day. I have the VHS. I bet you do. But they have it on YouTube. I think part one is on YouTube. It's the making of this album. Plus the release of the album and how huge it was. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Check it out. it out. Check it out. That's all I got on Metallica. Yeah. And now we're back to me. Yeah, something weird in you. All right, hurry up. We're, we're out of time. Right. <laughs> so back in 1994, right after I heard the refreshments, uh-huh. I heard a band called the Fountains of Wayne. Yes. Now, the Fountains of Wayne hit popularity much much later with a song called Stacy's Mom. Yep. Everybody knows Stacy's Mom, right? She's got it going on. She's got she it going does on. Got it going on. This is long before that. We're talking like nine years before that. Nine, nine years, years, huh? Dead serious. So I'm I'm all in on Fountains of Wayne's self-titled album, Fountains of Wayne. This song's called Radiation Vibe. It's kind of funny when I think I heard the refreshments and then I just just talked about how I'm looking for something simple but with strong lyrics and Fountains of Wayne is exactly the exact same thing. Basically, like I I told you about 10 minutes ago, laying that foundation for my entire musical experience. This is like a musical awakening. Like This is like my first CD I was ever bought, the first CD player I ever had, the first thing I was ever like... Like real, like because I had like Simpsons sing the blues on cassette, and you know what I mean, so like, I. bullshit like yep. that. Like that's fine. Deep, deep trouble. Yeah, absolutely, man. That was yeah. Bart, do the Bartman was written by Michael Jackson, mm. but um. Anyway, but you, you know, the Eagles, Hell Freezes Over was the first CD I got. My parents bought it for me. They knew I liked Hotel California. They knew I liked that song. Listen to that. The like we go from that into you know me asking for refreshments a little bit later, and then now I want Fountains of Wayne. I don't know where I find it. I just got it. It was one of those things where it was like it wasn't a blind buy. It was the same friend who heard something maybe through the Internet. I have no idea. But as soon as we heard Radiation Vibe, that first track on that album, I'm like, there's no way this song could be. There's no way these guys could be bad. And they're not like they are so fucking lyrically strong. They are so 
it is it, it it maybe sounds simple to me it might not be simple at all but it 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 really did just reinforce what i'm what i was looking for at that time is this is this their first this is the first album okay 1994 again this is the second album and you know what's funny is i went back and listened to our albums of 94 episode because we had one of those yeah, yeah, yeah. to make sure that i didn't mention either one of these and i didn't which is crazy because of how much I love both of these albums. That is crazy. So I went back and I listened to the, I did go back and listen to this Fountains of Wayne album. And I could have put Sink to the Bottom, which Sink to the Bottom is a song that you might have heard. Like they actually kind of hit yeah, a little yeah. bit with Sink to the Bottom. I want to sink yeah, to the bottom. I, you. I remember that song. But instead, yep. I decided I wasn't going to play that. I didn't want to listen to Sink to the Bottom. I want to listen to their other songs Don't you like this, which every time I get into my car and I roll I the windows the down I and I want to drive, I start listening to Survival Cars. 94? Yes. Going where the road ain't there. You know, you, you can make the same analogy that you had earlier. You do have a very simple sound. But there's there's a, there's a genius in the lyricism out there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn up just a little bit, just for me, not for anybody else. Yeah. They were around for a while. I mean, Fountains of Wayne did eventually found didn't find a following. Um, I just think that it was at that time it was influential for me to have them, you know, what I mean, right there. They hit with Stacy's mom. Everybody knows that song mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's them. But not everybody knew that they've been around since 1994. Uh, Stacy's mom was in 2003. Yeah. So I was right. Wow, nine really? years. Yeah. Yep. It was nine years wow. later. The album right after this is called Utopia Parkway. I had that one, too. I haven't listened to it in years. And actually, when I finished listening to their their self-titled, it started playing a song, and I immediately knew the fucking words, and it was off of that album. So I knew that I had listened to that enough where I was right. I, I was still with it. I still under I still was. I, I, I had listened to it enough where I remember the fucking words. Um, the last song off this album, I just want to give you a feel for, and Huey, I, I gave it to you the other day, like just yeah, because I, I was re- I was rediscovering some of this. It's called uh, "Leave the Biker," and it's just a cool song. Yeah. When you sent this to me, this brought like, uh, like a set of feels to me, man. Yeah. I don't know why it is. It doesn't have a 90s sound to it. No, it doesn't not at have all. an 80s sound no. to it. It's just got. It's just. It's just, it's just jams. Good. The saddest part about all this is a few months ago, I heard. Uh, I had read that the backup, the backup vocalist, the bassist of the band. Uh, Adam Schlesinger yeah, died. He died, yeah, from, COVID, he died right? from COVID. Oh, yeah, he so, it's so terrible, I mean, man. that was that's a tragedy. I it mean, is. I'm not. It's a tragedy for any for all, this whole fucking thing's a tragedy. Everything this that's going world. on right now is a tragedy. Yeah, but, sure. Um, it. But music. Yeah, my wife. Music. Yeah. Fountains of Wayne is 
is is a band that hit me hard and i mean right at the same time i'm like where i'm finding now i've i've, I've gotten the refreshments under my belt i love yep. them yep. they've got one album and see, now i found another I band see some connection here that is definitely can, right there also putting you on the spot like i've done to everybody so Go ahead, far. Put me what, on the spot. What, what what would this have led you to i think this led me to the same thing i mean there's nothing like both those albums i've played so far don't fit in a time spot you know what I mean? They don't it fit. Doesn't. Yeah, it, correct. It's Feels like, like ninety four. If me, I could, if I could tell you, if experimental I, maybe, if, not even experimental because it's it, it is is solely it's not alternative rock. What about it's like not goth grunge. grunge? It's not. It's not. <laughs> goth grunge. It's not. It's not emo. It's not industrial. It's not electronic. It's not. It's not. Uh, you know, soul. It's not R and B. It's not kind of poppy. It's got a little bit of a pop yeah, sound to it, but bit. it's got a little edge. Not a lot. I'm not saying this any kind of hardcore anything. It's not. It it's got a little edge to it just because it it feels clever, and I don't. That's the only thing I can say. And I think that it, it goes right in line with refreshments, where I'm looking for that cleverness. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for that just sound that. You know, I mean, it's hard to feel dated when you're trying to. You know what I mean? When you only heard one thing, but it. it something that even when I go back and listen to, I'm like, this this could have still be popular now. I mean, state doesn't sound much different than the song Stacy's Mom, which nine years later was a giant hit for them. It doesn't none maybe of those they, songs, maybe the album just came out at the wrong time. It might have. It got buried. I mean who the who the fuck are they? I know ninety four was it there we talked about nineteen ninety four about the albums that came out. It's unfair, that was a good episode man. of that podcast. It's it was unfair. so I mean listen but, to it today. Yeah, today. There you go. Uh, but it's it's it's, it's free. It's, it's just uh, <laughs> you can go back and get it. It's still free until yeah. Huey monetizes it. <laughs> Send us a check. No. Send us a check for seven. I got a check in the mail today. <laughs> weird. It's weird. But yeah, Fountains of Wayne. I mean, I'm not just it. It. I think it built that base along with the refreshments at the exact same time to what I still look for to this day. Give me, mm-hmm. give me clever lyrics. With with nice fun rock and roll behind it, and I'm there. Like I really am. Like I'm there. I'm down with that. Good, cause you're up next. Oh, uh, okay. How are you gonna follow this up, man? What's your last pick gonna be? I don't know. I'm bringing it full circle. Bringing it full circle. My, I mentioned my dad's album collection. Okay. This this album is the gateway drug. He had this in his collection? No, 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 no. Hold on a second. This album <laughs> is my say. is my gateway drug to everything. I've I most everything I've listened to. Everything from Led Zeppelin to rock and roll, R and B, rap, eighties music, everything I love is because solely of this album. So Bob, if you if you give me a little piece of the first thing, here's why. What is this from? All right, stop for a second. Pause. So, what you just listened oh, that's, to? Uh, hold on, I'm gonna tell you. Okay. What you just listened to was the very first track off of the Beastie Boys "Check Your Head." The song is called "Jimmy James." They sampled a song from Cheap Trip, that's Cheap right. Trick, live at the Budokan. All right. I had that on vinyl. Which so here's what happened. This Beastie Boys "Check Your Head" came out in 1992. I was a very impressionable age. You know, I was a kid. This album came out. I never heard of the Beastie Boys before. Can I play some more? Go ahead. Continue with it. Never heard of the Beastie Boys before. Um, I, I ended up with this album because my uncle, who's about the same age as I, gave me a copy of this. 
And if you know anything about the Beastie Boys, they're 100%, their early shit is all about sampling. Yeah. All right? So what I did was I had a copy of this album, loved every second of it, listened to it a thousand times over, and then started reading the linear notes on where they pulled the samples. Liner. So the linear notes... Brought me to for an example all over again. For example, I'm doing this on purpose. For example, the first thing you heard was Cheap Trick. Mm-hmm. So I would read the notes. I would go into my dad's album collection, find Cheap Trick, listen to that entire fucking album, love every second That's of good it. Good one. Find another sample in the I Beastie Boys. You. Go back, Come find that me. album from Led Zeppelin. Listen to that one. Go back, find another sample from the Beastie Boys. Check your head album. Go back and find that album. Listen to that. This this album was the gateway drug of influence for me for everything I love, right? Um, it was it was groundbreaking. It influenced the way I listened to music. It influenced the way I dressed just because of the fucking album cover. Because they looked like these punk kids wearing Adidas sambas and track pants and low hanging beanies. And I thought I was a fucking you did dress beastie boy. Yeah, exactly right, right. Um, the Beastie Boys are masters in lyricists, right? They're very good. They they put Easter eggs all over their music, talking about different pop culture references, different music, different influences. They got in jokes for in jokes. In jokes, in like jokes. Inside, you their- listen to the Beastie Boys. Now, I I never heard of the. Be- I did. I never listened to um, Paul's Boutique, and I never listened to uh, License to Ill. This was the first album I ever listened to by the Beastie Boys. It got me hooked. They're my, by far, my favorite band of all time. Um, it just led me to everything I loved listening to so because okay. eventually, eventually, I picked up "License to Ill," which heavily sampled Led Zeppelin. Then I turned around and listened to Led Zeppelin. This is one of this song right here. That's yeah. So this thing is layered. You, you hear that? If you listen closely. That thing goes, that thing loops the entire way through the song. You don't know it, but if you pay attention, it does. This thing shaped the way I talk and, yes. and, and how I talk to people. I called I called a good buddy Dynamite because they sampled Jimmy Walker. For, yep, exactly. Dynamite. Um, this song. It, yep. And, and, and you know. If it wasn't for this album, I would have no idea who Columbo or Barnaby Jones was. And I listened, I watched the shit out of those shows now because of the Beastie Boys. My grandma told me who Columbo was. Um, I knew Columbo because like, what's that? I, Columbo was on like WGN, wasn't he? Or oh, Peter, or something. Peter, Falk Peter Falk, man. Yeah. 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 He was cool. Just one more question, ma'am. I just one more thing. And, of, and of course, their big hit was was this. First time I saw this video was on Beavis and Bud. Yeah, me too. Fuck yeah. So I guess you know, being a being a twelve, thirteen year old kid when this came out. I'm listening to this thing the whole way through, and it's leading me down these paths of rock and roll. I'm finding jazz. I'm finding all sorts of shit these guys are sampling and learning. And and, the, and it's weird to say this, but the Beastie Boys are kind of like a, a introduction into every genre you could possibly ever freaking imagine. They have instrumentals. Uh, if if you want to go ahead and, and get one, give me one more track that I, that I gave you. Even their instrumentals gives you an appreciation for like jazz music. 
because they were good jazz musicians, man. They, and, and a lot of radio stations and a lot of uh, news stations uses this music as their fucking background. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, the Beastie Boys, I again, I'll, I'll, as oh, I think Metallica, I think Bob. I'm gonna hear Beastie Boys. hear Beastie Boys? Just let it roll. I hear Beastie Boys. I do think of you, Huey. Um, and I can't argue with anything that you said, like because they have so many different influences. Um, and it comes out in their music so often that it's not hard for that to influence somebody who's very much into their music to seek out those mm-hmm. influences of them. And it never felt like with the Beastie Boys, they were just trying to sample a hook. No. Like to make a song more catchy or anything else. No. It felt like the Beastie Boys. They were paying tribute they, to what it was. Exactly. exactly. They were paying tribute to what. What that music, that sound was. Exactly. exactly. Like. I mean, they were on the front end of, po- uh, of sampling. Mm-hmm. They really were, and, and to the point where they, you know, made up all their own samples. We we talked about that they before did. with Hot Sauce yes, Committee, and uh, nobody it, knew it. No, <laughs> no, they did it on their own. It, I mean, but that's the way they were. I mean, the Beastie Boys were a punk band, and they were mm-hmm. a rap group, mm-hmm. and they were all kinds of different things and all I, at I, once. I think I, I can keep going forever on this, but to your point, like before I ever heard. Sabotage, right? I heard the punk that was layered in this album. We and I won't go into it because I, I, I seriously tried not to give Bob every freaking song. Ted Nugent and Biz Marquis have a famous uh, uh, song right after "Check Your Head." Uh, so what you want in here, right? The Beastie Boys, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was like, well, who, who's the Biz and who's the Nuge? So I went and found out, and I got into that music. I got into rock and roll, and Luckily for me, I had the resource because my dad had a, a, a stupid long album collection of, of, of shit that Shocker. we ended up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, everything I, I would look up the sample, I could find it and listen to it. I would listen to albums and man, it like it got me into the Moody Blues. It got me into Pink Floyd. It got me into Zeppelin. It got me into freaking uh, Prince of all people, man. I mean, I wish I would have. Here's the thing. I muddled through trying to talk to Queen. I did a little better with Huey. Beastie Boys. I think you probably, if we gave you a whole show to talk about the Beastie I could, Boys. I could, I could talk about this album all night long. And me and Bob would just chime in here and there with, yeah, correct. with, with correct. dumb shit. Because I read the book. You read the book. You and Bob have seen the doc. I haven't seen the doc yet. Um, Beastie Boys, I think, are influential on lots of things. Uh, I don't think... That they ever were trying to be defined by one sound. And yeah, I, I think I think for me the spirit of this topic episode was what shaped your influence in music. I love classic rock. I love eighties. I I love uh, the nineties the grunge era. The Beastie Boys got me into all of that yeah. shit because of who the Beastie Boys are. I feel like that's that's you in a nutshell. I really do. And uh, it, it's the Beastie Boys encapsulate that classic rock era along with mm-hmm. that 80s fucking Take, you know what i mean i gra- granted rap started we didn't a talk little about bit before that but but then rap started really becoming oh, bigger yeah. in the 80s and they they were there also with run you know, dmc with run with run grandmaster all the absolutely all the, yeah. absolutely and it, it's like they encapsulate all that and i feel like 
and I never really put it all together because you've always been a Beastie Boys guy. You're, you, you've always been known as the Beastie mm-hmm. Boys guy. If you had a Beastie Boys question, you go to JT. Yep. But I, I it, now looking at it, I mean, we've had so many musical ep- music episodes, and it's like, yep, Huey's the Beastie Boys guy. And now I, I do, now that you've brought it up, it's like you can see that correlation between the classic rock stuff, mm-hmm. which you're always on top of, mm-hmm. the 80s stuff, which you're always on top of, and you're a giant Beastie Boys fan, which makes perfect sense. Yep. Like, it, it just, it just, it, they go, it goes hand yeah, in hand. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 they, don't get me wrong, they're rapping, okay, but but really listen to it. They got jazz in there. A gratitude is a, like, rock punk song they didn't have nobody mixing you know, this stuff for me they're playing it was, their, they're it's, playing their it's, shit it's, it's they're what, playing their shit they're mixing mm-hmm. it too they're yep. they want the samples they're finding the samples yeah, they're yeah. putting the samples they're, in. they're thumb i'm not just albums. saying i'm not saying there's no producer there helping them out no, no, no. They i'm had saying like mario c and, and different you know no doubt it, 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 but at, at the same time to, i i always used to hate i remember someone came up to me and said I remember in high school, someone came up and said, you're listening to the Beastie Boys, you're so old. And they're like, you should listen to something like Metallica. <laughs> I'm like, serious? Are you serious? Metallica's older than the Beastie yeah, Boys. Metallica's, Metallica's, actually, they're about the, they're they're a little bit older, like age-wise, but they're they're about the same. Like, they've been doing this for a yeah, long yeah, time. Long they've time. both been doing this for a long time. Yeah. So, it, and it doesn't mean anything. Cookie Puss is like 80. Oh, fuck. 1980. And that song is one of my, that is one of my favorite Beastie Boys songs. I, yes, he yells, I'll kick your ass, bitch, at, mm-hmm. at somebody on the phone. Ass, and he felt, and, and Mike D feels bad about they that do. to this day. They do feel bad about that shit. <laughs> but at the same time, but it's it like. But it had a lasting impression. They knew, they knew yeah. at that time, too. They were punk too, kids, man. They knew at that time, too, that that lady didn't take it seriously on the other end of the phone. It, 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 it's, it is what it is. The Beastie Boys, though, I feel like that is your, like that is like the culmination of Huey, like right there. Classic rock, some R and B, some rap, some jazz, some uh, all mm-hmm. that stuff, all the samples, everything. Would not I exist feel like except it, because of this album. Yeah, check your head. And this is it. Check your check your head's a great album, mm-hmm. and that'd be an album that Professor I Professor Booty. Professor, what's another word? The Maestro for Treasure. Because I am the, the Maestro. maestro. Come on, you guys know this whole album. I know album. them all. I know them all. Like it, it's sick. The it, it's sick when I when I go Huey when I go and I I'm like oh man I'm gonna pull some Beastie Boys tracks put them on a playlist. I'm like, what album is this on? And I hit an album like just say Paul's Boutique because I know granted you this is your introduction but Paul's Boutique and I look at it and I'm like, yeah I know that mm-hmm. yeah I know that. Yeah, I, and, uh, yeah, I'm drawing a blank on what's on Paul's boutique, but I know it. Hey ladies, but, hey, hey ladies, get funky, shake mm-hmm. your rump, like looking down the barrel of a gun. Yeah, and so then you go to I'm like the egg your man, <sighs> driving around because w- driving thing. around the driving around the bullet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This yeah. is this is Huey to a T. This I believe is is your musical apex. Mm-hmm. Like this Correct. is yep. this is you. This is your zenith. This is this is this helped so, yeah. you become you. If, if you want to do me a favor, skip the first two uh, Huey sessions and go right to here, and then we'll be okay. Uh uh-uh. uh No, Huey Lewis in the news also has Huey an impact yeah, quite a bit dude. on you because I'm telling you, Huey when you Lewis start sending bad. me tears for fears shit on Fridays, <laughs> you're sending me tears for fears. You're sending me fucking cr- like the Go Go's. You're sending me all this <laughs> other stuff that is totally. Like that is your era. That is you that is. to a T. And Huey Lewis it, it helps encapsulates that. Helps it helps to Sorry, encapsulate. I went off, I went off Bobo. No. It's okay. I'm gonna play my last, you know, 
influential you, album. You and me had to it. talk about this, didn't we? A little bit of a... Go ahead. Just play. Just play. I don't know what this is. I don't know what any of them are. Oh, shit. Wrong one. Wrong one. Wrong one. Holy shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh. You fucking put a... Whoa, a twist. I got to throw it in there, dude. man. You didn't think it was coming in? Twisted me. Came so, out in 1992, yes. man. So I my, almost picked this. Can I, can I say something I real quick? I was in grade school. Before this... My son the other day starts going. Pump, pump. Ah, you know what? I don't pump, like. Pump. I don't like songs that just say bad words for no reason. And then I start playing some '90s gangster rap, and he's like, "Yeah, this is this is pretty good." I'm like, "Yeah," and I go and I go. It all depends. I go. I don't know how music is now with this. Most of the music now is with this, but this is this is, this is Chef's Kiss. Yeah. Fucking me now, fucking you, little hoe. Oh. Sorry. I can sing this all. I can too. I love this it's album. So good. I love this album. You threw so me, good. I, I gotta admit, you threw me for a loop there, buddy. You think, you think I was gonna play something yeah, else? Yeah, but we have to. We have to talk about that a little bit. <laughs> I know. We do. So yeah, uh, this is Dr. Dre, the Chronic. Hell yeah. Dude. Fuck with Dre Day. This song is yes. awesome because it's like kind of a diss track towards Easy E. I don't know. I, I've just been having with my cousin. I've been having some. I showed him uh, the Ice Cube song, No Vaseline. That's a great diss track on NWA yep. after yep. Ice yep, Cube yep, left. Yep. Great diss song. This is a good song too, Agreed. but I think I don't think Dr. Dre like is that proud of this song because he feels bad about Easy E and everything. He does. He, he does feel bad about that, but you can't argue the fact that this did not. Plus, this album is huge, uh, huge. Snoop Dogg gave Snoop. a Snoop Dogg. Gave man. a Snoop Dogg for sure, and this led to uh, uh, the dog. The, uh, this led to this song. Yep. Same album. Yep. But. Jeez. This is pretty hey, much Snoop Dogg. Hey. Dre's not really a singer. And I ain't singing. Yeah, we all just, we yeah. all just mic rap that, yeah. We all know this. All us 90s kids know this. Yeah. This is good rap. This is the, actually, not to, get, not to get weirdly political, but because this came out, gave us a introduction into that culture. Yeah. Okay. And because of that, I think, gave us way different of a perspective on the current events of today and how unfair it is, right? Yeah. And because we grew up with this music, and music is kind of that gateway to bridging, bridging yeah. cultures, right? Yes. And, and, yes. And, and, and I think if it wasn't for albums like this, we wouldn't have that... Uh, distaste for what the current situation in the United States is. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Mm-hmm. Fair. Now, I want to say the last song I picked on here, I mean, there's a couple other songs I could have picked, like Let Me Ride. That's a good one. Going. I know. Oh, but I want to say uh, this is an influential album, not only in, in my six four. <laughs> what I say. <laughs> anyway, not only is this influential in my musical taste, this had an influential in my, I don't know why you say it, like relationships. The way I treated oh. things. So oh. I'll just play oh. the song okay. and you guys right. can make your all own right. judgments. Bitches ain't shit, but hoes and tricks. It wasn't good for me. It wasn't good yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah, it didn't, it didn't yeah, yeah. work this, out so too well. This negatively influenced this, ne- this, this song <laughs> did. <laughs> it's still on a great album, though. This, this, this brought you down. All right, so... <laughs> 
So you you might you might have tolerance for different cultures, but damn if you hate the bitches. Oh. <laughs> they did in the nineties. No one liked the bitches no in the nineties. But we can't say that anymore. Well, it's because they're bitches. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't I don't know. Carol in the Baskin's 90s. like that. Carol Baskin. <laughs> she took <laughs> my farm, man. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> we Stop. don't get into that. We're still talking about this. But anyway, I, you know. <laughs> I can't. I can't talk I know, over man. it. This song is so dirty. I can't. You picked this So one. now yeah, she's yeah, taking yeah, me yeah. to couch. You pick this one to dwell on, too. <laughs> Man. Okay, I'll turn it down. So That's it. That's all I'm going to play from that. From the Chronic? From the Chronic. The Chronic is really good. It is. The Bochui Podcast it Show is. now has a, a parental advisory sticker. Well, our MA <laughs> is actually mean it now. And I, and I feel like, Bob, if any one of us, like, you know, that's a very different kind of, that's a West Coast gangster rap. Kind yeah, of, kind yeah. of '90s rap. I shouldn't say gangster rap. I should say an early '90s rap uh, vibe to it. And I feel like that does encapsulate it, your musical taste a bit. You know yeah. what I mean? You actually, you're big on that California kind of, kind of. Oh, I'm in Tupac, man. I'm yeah. into, like I'm not so Snoop. much huge into. I'm in a Snoop, not not so much like into NWA. I like I like some of it. Some like, good. Yeah, I like Easy E a lot. I do too. I, I like. He's got a lot. some good songs. You know. Um, now like the the East Coast stuff with like the Notorious B.I.G. and all mm-hmm. that. It's good. I'm just not into it as much. Jay Z. Jay Z. Eh. I'm not it's a big okay. Jay Z fan. I don't see what the big deal is. West with that Side, guy. buddy. He we liked it. Jay Z. Yeah. You were. Big, uh, oh, I had his Jay-Z first Z album. Guy. I loved him. What's the album with Big Pimpin' on it? That that was his first one. Yeah, I, I think the album is Big Pimpin'. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's Big Willie style? Was that Jay Z? <laughs> Was was uh, Will Smith don't need a cuss in no, his that rap was, that, was, that was that was something do. about Miami. <laughs> fuck you, fuck you too. Something in Miami. Uh, um, Eminem. I like Miami. Um, I like Eminem. Uh, that that's a great album. Uh, Chronic. I, I I can't. I almost and picked uh, the intro to Snoop. Snoops. Snoop. I almost uh, doggy Snoop style. Doggy because style. I had doggy style. I had doggy style. It was one of my first CDs I had, and I remember. I, that, yeah. I remember. Worried my parents were gonna find out Lodi Dodi. that what what it said we liked the power and uh, like the diff- the lyrics on it and I remember like turning it down while I was listening to it in my room. Uh, I know I got to get that album, but my parents wouldn't let me get MC Hammer because he had one sexual song on this album. They wouldn't let you get MC Hammer. Oh, my parents were weird. Hammer don't hurt him. I know I couldn't get Dude. Hammer. Don't hurt him. I couldn't get Vanilla Ice. You want to hear something really funny? And so I had to do a speech when I was in like seventh grade. Yeah. So it was like. I had to do the speech, and I decided what the topic was, and then you had to, like, do whatever to it. You had to make a speech about it, but then I had to switch the topic. I, I was on one side of the topic, and then I switched to the other yeah, side yeah. because the other side was easier to argue, even though it was bullshit, and it was rap music making people more violent. Oh, my God. And I so I took the side. I was a first at. I of course I'm like rap music doesn't make people violent. This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. There's, but at the time there's like zero evidence for me to like. There's no way for me. There was it was way easier for me to go. Rap music makes people more violent. So I did because I couldn't do it yeah, the yeah, other yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I was trying. So I held up a copy of Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style, the cover. Of the album, there's like a female, which is kind of pornographic. It is kind of like, very pornographic. Like in class, and did all this stuff, and I went about how rap music is more 
it, it makes could make people more violent. And at the end of the, I'm walking down from like the front of the class, and they're like, "Where'd you get that album? Whose album's that?" <laughs> and I go, "Oh, it's mine." <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's because fine. yeah, it was total bullshit. I was just going yeah, for the grade. I didn't give a fuck. Like you know what I mean? It was total garbage. Like yeah. we, ha- I had a uh, music had, media doesn't do that. I had a speech in uh, high school. Where me and, uh, I mean, remember Matt? Matt, me, yes. and, me and Matt yes. had a speech together, and it was like we had to mock a radio show. All we did was play Nine Inch Nails, March of the Pigs, and uh, Closer, and we got it. We got an F. Yeah, <laughs> I got an A on that one. Yeah, <laughs> I would have given you an F. You, that sounds dumb. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. And here's Nine Inch Nails again. That's that's exactly <laughs> what it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was. Yep. <laughs> yep. Step right up, March. <laughs> no. Anyway, but, we, didn't, yeah. <laughs> we didn't do any Nine Inch Nails. So my first two albums were 1994 albums. My next album is 1995, and it set that other, the rest of the foundation for I think music that I mostly listen to, even to this day I still listen to. And um, it was because someone had one of those Columbia House memberships. <laughs> I was just into high school, Columbia hanging out. Hanging out with this guy. Bringing you the best in entertainment. That's the commercial. And uh, hanging out with him, and uh, he had a little bit of a sound system in his car, and he's like, hey, Chuck. He had, uh, at the time, because Kid Rock, uh, Devil Without a Cause came out a long time before it got hit, before it hit Yeah, big. it did. did. And it he did. had that, yeah. too. And it, he played, like, Bull. album, though. He played, I think it was, too. He man. heard Bull God. Mm-hmm. He yep. played Bull God. Yep. I had not heard Bob with the Bob. Bull God was like number four on there, and he's like, "Oh, I'm like, yeah, this, this is stupid." And then <laughs> it is. It's still a stupid song. <laughs> I still don't like that song. Uh, but then he's like, "Hey, Chuck, check out this song. This song is about free. me, not me, Chuck, but this other guy." Yeah. yeah. Oh shit! Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> That was <laughs> this is a good unexpected. song. <laughs> this is MXPX. Life in general. Remember these guys, man. Chick Magnet. So he's like trying to tell me the song's like on him. And I was I did have Green Day. We talked about this earlier, Bobo. Yeah. Like I did have Green Day Dookie, and that was a big commercial successful yeah, album. I, yeah, yeah, like, I, I didn't that think of that as like a punk music. Yeah, for sure. And even though it is punk music. But then I was introduced to MXPX, which was like the first punk music band I was introduced. I'm like, there are more bands. This is like that first time it hit. There are more bands out there than just what MTV plays. Yeah. You know what I mean? I granted, That's a fair point. I've got refreshments and I've got Fountains of Wayne, but there's there's even more. There's like, so we found these on accident. There's these two, but there's more. There's even more. And... MXPX was that first punk band that I was introduced to long before. I mean, I think me and Micah were the punk guys for the most part. You were in the group, I would say. Yeah, Micah, for sure. Micah loved the hardcore stuff. He I did. was more on the pop side, but then I got into some of the rockabilly. He got into some of the rockabilly, but at the same time, though, me and Micah were both I like the rockabilly. Into the, same, into the same stuff. Like, Living End still one of my favorite bands. It's the rockabilly punk Tiger band. Army. Yeah. Tiger, Tiger Army. Tiger Army. Okay. And we've talked about that before, too. This is a good song. It is. 
The next song is good too. And uh, I think what you're going to play next is the first song on the album that I didn't hear until I got it. And then I'm like, because the Chick Magnet song was good. And I'm like, when you hear this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love fast music. Hits. I still to this day love fast music. I run to this. You know, this music reminds me of American Pie. And when I think of that movie, it reminds yes, me of you, dude. Chuck. Yes. I mean, not it's because you're Chuck a character Sherman in that show, Sherman. It's just but Chuck Sherman to the music, the soundtrack. It's all punk. It's all punk. Blink-182 is in the... That, that's your a, band. Yeah. Well, that's my band, but MXPX was before Well, that. yeah, I know. And you have this but weird like, thing about looking for aliens. I do. You do. I do. I'm in Tom DeLonge's group. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> but, I mean, Middle Name is the name of this song, and Middle Name is... I, I started listening to this album again... My wife helped me with this because I'm like, yeah, I've got these first two. I need this third one. She's like, what about Everclear? I'm like, yeah, what about Everclear? I'm like, I love Everclear, but this is, it's not what's me. That was alternative music. I don't still listen to that all the time. Mm -hmm. She's like, well, what punk music? What's the first punk music band you can think of? I'm like, this one, MXPX. I mean, this led me to Goldfinger. I don't know who I would have thought of the first punk band. Goldfinger, Less Than Jake. (laughs) I I mean, this has gone, uh, this pop punk thing goes way high. I think Rancid probably would have came in my head first. Rancid comes into your head, but at the same time, I didn't discover Rancid till later. Yeah. Even though I was yeah. familiar with the song Ruby Soho. Like, it Rancid comes later. I, like, I knew me. Ruby Soho, and then I didn't discover that album until years later because of MTV played only Ruby Soho. Yes. Yeah. You're right. It's buzzworthy. Mm-hmm. I've yep. talked about this a million times on this show. But MXPX was a very good band. Life in General is the name of the album. And oh my God, it comes out in 1995. So 94, I had two albums. 95 was the next album I thought of. Is this entire album, does it still hold up for me? Absolutely not. No. I listened to it the other day. I listened to it the other day. It's still got moments where I'm like, yep, I love this. This, I love this. Go ahead with this one. I don't know. What what, what was... There's absolutely nothing wrong with it, but when you hear this sound, it makes you think of a for 19 time. tracks yeah, for 19 tracks in a row. They sound the same. They start sounding the MXPX same. MXPX also has a habit of being a little bit longer than most punk bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. This is called uh, "Doing Time," and uh, MXPX is great. I mean, this started me slowly going the way the Buffalo is their next album. Um, on the cover, they did a bunch of covers like "Take on Me," all those other kind of. They did they did a lot of good stuff. I love MXPX, um, and, and I mean, I think me and Kegs were big MXPX guys. Joel got mm-hmm. me into more into MXPX. Did Danny liked them, or yeah, okay. Danny liked them too. Was it Dicky? Dicky liked them yeah. too. MXPX was a big thing, and I, uh, I got into. I like feel like did. I feel like that was my introduction. I mean, I didn't realize that what I was listening to with Green Day was anything other than rock and roll. And then I listened to MXPX and realized that this can go faster. This can be quicker. This is going to talk about high school and girls mm-hmm. and goofy stuff like that. Yep. You know what I mean? It was, and, very, it was very resonating was for your age. And then after even it, this is funny because doing this show, I when I listen to that album, I'm like, I do want to go back and listen to Goldfinger. I want to listen to Hang Ups. And I want to listen to Stomping Ground. And I want to listen to their first album. They're self-titled. I want to listen to, you know, uh, I, I just want to go from there and listen to these other bands that I listened to back then and see if they all still hold up. Some of them do. Some of them don't. Yeah. And, and that's okay because bands get older. They bands do, do things. Um, but I feel like this was my introduction to punk music, which has really never stopped. It's I, I still listen to punk music to this day. If it's if it's fast and has a good beat, 
and you know what I mean? The, the lyrics are fun or the lyrics are, you know what I mean? I, I go back and forth between pop and hardcore punk. I, I, there's some pop I can deal with and there, there'll be a band that has a song I like. And then the next song on their album is something I what can't stand. What was that uh, one band you liked? You bought the album. It was SR seventy one. I like that one song. The, one song the rest of that good. album. The rest of that album. The rest of that album wanted me to punch. They sit on the edge of my bitches, bed and punch they? myself in the balls. <laughs> yes, like until I passed out. They were terrible. And that's why you've yeah. never heard them again. Speaking of bands you never heard of again, I'm listening to. I, don't, I was listening to a podcast. And I think it was from like two years ago, and they're talking about Len. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Len had yeah. another album after the one with "Steal My Sunshine" on it, and all they talked about in the liner notes of that second album was how they've been drunk for ten years. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm not kidding. There's like, there's like a whole thing about That's it. It's like a party song, man. <laughs> like how they Looking were, how song. they were drunk during that album, and then they were drunk during their next album. They had never stopped because they just made a bunch of money, like which what? is kind of fun. That is. That's hilarious. I got a whole new respect for Len. I do too. Except for, and the guy pointed this out in that video for Steal My Sunshine, they're driving mopeds. They are. They're on motor vehicles. And they and are. Awkwardly and close to the Probably sister. drunk. They are. That's. But yeah, MXPX set that other fo- the rest of that foundation for me. Where uh, Refreshments of Fountains of Wayne started, refreshment, or MXPX ended. Now, is MXPX my favorite punk band of all time? Absolutely not. But it, it they no, are but they I are still see how they are just still. just growing up around you, just the same way you made the observation to me about the Beastie Boys and the observation to Bobo about Metallica, I can see how this shaped your eventual demise into every punk. Not every, everyone, not everyone, but you. This is an influential time in your life, man. You're, I think you're young. I think punk music, punk music. I think punk music relates to the young because they want to rebel. They Correct. want to, and they are punk music is a lot of times about stuff that in adolescence you go through. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, think sure. that at that time, that's that was what was right for me. And I think that's probably why some MXPX stuff doesn't hold up for me. And that's fair. That's fine. And they gotten older, and but I haven't listened to them. You. I haven't listened to their older stuff, but. <laughs> Sorry. I just wanted to jam for a second. That's cool. Hey, man, it came on. I made an ultimate summer playlist. Trust me. It got on it's there. It's on there, baby. I had my kids give me 10 songs. My wife give me 10 songs. And I put it in about 90 songs just <laughs> from different decades. We're talking 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. And I just filled out this thing. And, yeah, this song randomly came up. Of course it does. Remember driving around the Bob Smack jamming it? Yes. Oh, yeah. You're the only you were the only person ever doing that. Yeah, I know. But Name. I think I like that song. Though. Back to MXPX. Sorry. I think they're a gr- they're a good band. And right now, uh, Goldfinger's doing really cool quarantine videos. Who I sent yes, you one. Yes, they are. They're doing these and, really and cool. Actually, Mike from MXPX is playing bass on their songs. He's he's there yep. in those videos. Yep. He's I I I don't know why, but he's there, and uh, you can tell because he's got an MXPX sticker on his bass playing. And uh, MXPX just kind of helped set that foundation before, you know, me and Micah kicked the doors off that motherfucker. We mm-hmm. went, we decided that this is the kind of music we want fast. And he wanted fast and hard. And I was okay with fast and hard or fast and a little bit softer. You don't always have to fuck her hard. 
Fuck her gently. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> that's not the right thing to do. No, you could give her some smoochies too. You guys got anything else you want? I, I just want to bring one thing up real quick. One thing up. I know what you're going to bring up, Huey. Okay. And I really don't want to talk about it. Okay. So I mean, but you can talk about. It. Go ahead. What the fuck? <laughs> Dude, they're doing a bit. Like I don't. I wasn't. No, in we're not on doing the bit. no bit. No, I wasn't in bit. on the bit. Here's it, the thing. We both had this album on we, our influential. We, we, we texted each other about this. I had this on vinyl. My parents I did had too. this album. Everybody fucking had what this album. What is it? Michael Jackson. Thriller. Thriller. I wanted you to say it. Oh, okay. sorry. Sorry. I thought you didn't know. This specifically. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was getting ripped. Billy for Jean. I know what Thriller was. <laughs> I'll tear you apart, motherfucker. No, we, right. we've had this discussion. Yeah. We don't like Michael Jackson. See, I struggle with himself this as a person. Bob, when, when you asked me for my track list and I said, and you, you shared you with said, me. Yeah. What did you say? You said, oh, I got a surprise. I have, I have surprise. one that's controversial. Yeah. And you said, I bet you it's the same. And you said, is it Thriller? And I was like, yeah. And when I think back to my childhood and I think back to one of the, the if, if I could take one off my list and replace it, I would have had Thriller on here over, over Queen. And Thriller, man. Like, Thriller it, was that, really influential. I, I listened to that thing front to freaking back, that was good dude. All the time. And I remember dancing to it. My mom was an aerobics instructor. She she had it playing all the time, and it was, it was incredibly influential. And in Thriller my, was a classic video <sighs> in the making. Chuck, you, you know made what the I mean? point. My eighties fucking obsession in, yeah. in, in in Thriller was there. And John Landis did the video, mm-hmm. and children died. And <laughs> I know it's but, all bad. But not I'm good, not, not good. No, stuff, and you know what's funny is I say that it's like I have no problem with John Landis. I don't. Either. I'm serious. No, like, but the, I, I, I recent allegations against Michael I Jackson. Can't, I can't coming listen out, to it. No I don't more. like it. I can't. I can't. And yeah. every time his music comes out anymore, I turn it off because of all this, and it's unfortunate because it was it was a huge piece of my influence in music. It really was. Mm-hmm. Makes it makes me sad because he was a talented individual who, uh, you know. Had his demons, we'll say that. Yeah. I don't want to get yeah, too had detailed. Had his demons and gave his demons to a lot of other people. Yeah, um, probably people we'll never know about. Yeah. Um, but that yeah. album was highly influential, man. That hi- yeah. album is one of the highest selling albums of all time. It, it, it was is. influential to not just you, to thousands and hundred thousands of musicians all over the world. Yeah, I mean it's, um, and it's a shame that we have to caveat that. Because he's a f- yep. fucking prevert. So I'll, I'll round it out with this. I, I was, uh, if I had, if, if I had Whatever. Any, anything else to throw out there, it would have been Pink Floyd, uh, Animals, was a huge influential album on me. Uh, great cover, by the way, by Les Claypool and his Flying Frog. Yeah, Ray. you and your, you know and, what? I went back and listened to some fucking episodes, yeah. and me and you talking about Pink Floyd Animals, where because yeah. you came in and you were talking about some plink, some all the way through is mm-hmm. the Don't Skip This One episode. Go back and listen to that. Mm-hmm. But I make fun of you because you're like, oh man, I got, I came back and uh, I came back from the record store, Chuck, and I got my favorite Pink Floyd album. I'm like, is it Dark Side of the Moon? You're like, no, it's Animals. Mm-hmm. It's animals. I'm like, oh, great. I'd have been like, is it the wall? I'm like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm like, shit. My parents had the wall on vinyl as well. That was I, we did too. Yeah, we did too. So, yeah, you, you're and, a big fan of animals. And we, finally, we established that. What barely made the cut from, didn't make the cut, but I have to mention it would have been Pretty Hate Machine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Pretty Hate Machine. That, that it's funny is 
Um, I had a friend. We were childhood friends. He moved away, but we stayed in touch for years. And he would, we, by moved away, I mean he moved like 45 minutes away. But I would go to stay at his house for like a week. He would come and stay at my house for like four days in the summer. Like we would do that. And we would stay up late to watch MTV around this time of pretty hate Experiment machine. with each other a little bit. Every once in a while. Yep, for sure. But, it, it, you know, it was consensual. But it, it's... He would we would stay up and watch these videos on MTV mm-hmm. and had like, had a, like hole. a hole came on and terrible Metallica's one. Oh, OK. Right. One. That's the first time I saw one, which was on the same thing. It was like had like a hole came on and then one comes up next. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck programs a show it's that really way? Bangers ball or it, shit. It, it, I think it was Headbangers Ball dude yeah. with Ricky Rackman. Oh, like, yeah. it, holy shit. Yeah, like, it probably was Headbangers that's Ball. Disco- that's where I discovered Nine Inch Nails. But yeah, dude. Uh. Yeah, uh, Pretty Hate Machine would, I, I, I associate Nine Inch Nails with two people, you and Ben, mm-hmm. and those are the two people who love Nine Inch Nails more, way more than I did. I, I like a lot of their songs, a lot of Trent Reznor's I was introduced songs. to them, but uh, what, down, further down, or Downward Spiral. It's Downward Spiral. Yeah, yeah I listened to, uh, I listened to, I love, Downward Spiral is my favorite album, but I heard Pretty Hate Machine mm-hmm. uh, and Broken first. Broken actually... No. Broke him, fixed, broken and fixed. Were anyway. Continue. Um, the honorable mentions for me. Um, I want to say Leonard Skinner had a <sighs> greatest hits album called Dude. Golden Platinum that my parents yes. had on vinyl. Uh, everybody had that. Everybody. Had everybody that. had Golden Platinum. Yes. That, that album was awesome. Great. That album was awesome. Yes. With, uh, everybody knows uh, Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah. Obviously, and Freebird. Freebird. You know. Yeah. But uh, give me three steps. What's your name? Three steps. Simple What's man. Tuesday's gone. And then the girl. classic, that smell. Ooh, that I smell. I hate that song. <laughs> I love that song. Can't you smell that? And smell? then, like, I want to play this one song, just another off a good album. That I, I mean. Oh, sorry. Oh shit. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I know. Highly influential, man. I'm sorry. It's fucking. It's good. <laughs> but we hate it. Eddie Van Halen. I know. Bubbles is going to sue the shit out of us. I know. Christ. Yeah, you don't ever play Michael Jackson music on a podcast. (laughs) All right. I'm sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Shit, fuck. (laughs) Wrong. I'm going to get into this app. (laughs) All right. I'm good. Um, Yeah, Leonard Skinner, Greatest Hits. Uh, My parents had on vinyl the Beatles uh, Blue and Red. Yeah. Greatest Hits albums. I listened to that all the time growing up as a kid. And then uh, that's about it. I mentioned for me, man, uh, Blink-182 Dude Ranch was the... Oh, Dude Ranch. Yeah, yeah, with Dammit, Josie. Yeah. I mean, those the I saw the videos for those. I was in on Dammit immediately. What's the Star Wars song came? New Hope? Yeah, it's called New Hope. New it's Hope. all about Princess yep. Leia, actually. Yeah. It's the Princess Leia song. And, um, uh, I mean, shit, man. Uh, I mean, what else can you, when you, can you say? Space. like? Yeah, Ace of Base for sure. <laughs> I was in on that. I, I cried when my sister. Remember, do you remember that? Vi- talk about the video. You want to talk about which video? The sign. I cried because my sister wouldn't give me my CD back, <laughs> and uh, I got really mad. That's <laughs> 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 so not something I'm proud of. You're so pissed. It's okay. Um, so my sister Michelle shows up at my house the other day, uh-huh. like on a su- like on a Sunday, because like now, like literally, I haven't seen her since this quarantine's happened, which is the way quarantines work. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, she shows up with her friend, and she's like drunk out of her mind. My kids are amazed oh, by all this. Okay. Their aunt, and she's like, Chuck, I gotta hear whoop that trick. <laughs> and I said, 
I'm sorry, Michelle, you need to hear whoop that trick. And she's like, yeah, from Hustle and Flow, I need to hear whoop that trick. Mm-hmm. Do you know that you on Spotify, mm-hmm. whoop that trick is not done by Terrence Howard from the movie Hustle and Flow. Interesting. And I got mad and I'm like, I have to go to YouTube to actually play the video for whoop that trick from Hustle really? and Flow. A movie that was nominated, by the way, gentlemen, for an Academy Award. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's a very good movie. Love Hustle and Flow. But yeah, so uh, I don't have any other influences. Fun fact. Fun fact. I don't have any other influences. Uh, punk music, once you start going down that rabbit hole, I mean, I can name an, a million punk bands if you sure. want me to. I don't need to. Um, and if I wish there was more bands like the Refreshments and the Fountains of Wayne, if there is, just contact me and I'll I'll listen to them. I'll give them a try. I'm like I'm to, dead I, serious. I'm trying to get you to listen to them. They, they might be giants for. Um, actually, I didn't tell you this. You sent me a "They Might Be Giants" song a few weeks ago. Yeah. I listened to that whole album. The album's great. Um, it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I I was not disappointed, and I need to go back and listen to Flood. Yes. And that's the album I think that yes. I will be most impressed with. Um, the Mountain Goats stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like that that is a very refreshments esque band. It very much so is yeah. uh the Mountain Goats. I do like their wrestling album. That's very cool. The Legend of Chavo Guerrero, that's a very cool song. Uh I like the Mountain Goats. Um We're Bo Chewy. We're back. We're back together. Because the, Hey, instead of listing all our plugs, just tell them about our website. At Bochewy.com. Yeah, it's revamped. It's Huey coming back. Revamped the shit out of it. Monday. Holy shit, Huey revamped the hell out of it. We're so gonna, by the time this episode comes out, the new web- website yeah, will be, be up already. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. We actually have some so YouTube. Everybody go check it out. We have a few YouTube videos coming up. And the only reason I mention it is because right now it's June. But in July, I'm on vacation again. Uh-oh. And when I was on vacation in April. You can't cuss so much next time. I need to, I need to make the mix a little bit better so you can hear me cuss. But uh, it's it's I I'm gonna finish Azura's Wrath in July. That is my promise to the Bochui's audience. If you go and watch the Bochui, go to the go to Bochui podcast show on the YouTube. You watch those two videos. There is an XCOM video on there too. Make me want to finish Azura's Wrath. I love the game. The game was stupid as hell. All I got to do is button mash. It's hilarious. <laughs> like I'm, with button mash. I'm and no. and and the game itself is anime as fuck. Like it's crazy. Like, but make I want to finish it. I really do. But let's 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 finish it together. Together as go to, one. Go to Bochui on YouTube. Let's get some views up. And in July, I promise you, I will wake up every day that week. I am off. And I will go downstairs in my basement and I will fucking crack a beer open at 830 in the morning. And I will on a vacation. I don't care. Because I'm, like get, I'm getting in the I'm getting in the pool at 230. Summer fun. And we will finish Azura's Wrath together, ladies and gentlemen. But get those views up, please. I don't ask for anything. You can email us, bochewy at gmail.com, which is you're, there's going to be a link on bochewy.com to For do sure that. Will be. You'll be able to ask questions. Virginia, the guy in Virginia, not my friend Virginia, yeah. but the guy in Virginia, whoever you are. Or per- girl. Doesn't, person. Whoever it is, person in Virginia. Love you. Bro. Thank you. For all the downloads. And we appreciate if, it. If you're not and the everybody. same person you make in the comments on our Podbean site, if you're that person listening, come to our Facebook. Yeah. Join that site. I'll let you in. Join that our group. Bochui Clubhouse for Bochewers. I post <laughs> updates in there. I swear to you I do. I would like to see some new people in there that I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
We know a lot of these people, and we love them too. Yeah, no, 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 no. I get it, and we love you too. But like some, and we love everybody who's listening. Hey, tell a friend, give us a five star review on iTunes We're or whatever podcast. We are a hundred percent back now. And you know what else I heard? No, I heard our friend Luke got a new phone. What, I heard it's the Luke same got one. A new phone? I heard. I heard it's the same it's, one. I don't know. We we'll have to ask him about that. I'll so. ask him in a minute. Here. You've heard Luke. Let's go. I'm. I've been Chuck. Uh, and I'm Huey. I'm Bob. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great day. Len. I know it's up for me.